and welcome to another episode of Interactive Control, the place to get all your burning industrial control questions answered. I'm your host, Michelle Rosinski. Today my guest is Dejer Zanini. Dejer is a senior mechanical engineer responsible for mechanical solutions and instrumentation retrofits at Nexus Controls. Dejer has over 30 years of experience working with complex mechanical systems controls and instrumentation applied in hydro plants, thermal plants, and other rotary equipment. His past roles include project engineer, Bentley Nevada engineering manager, lead mechanical engineer, and senior mechanical engineer. Today, Dejer is going to talk to us about some common issues and recommendations around instrumentation. Let's listen in. Hello, Dejer. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Michelle. I'm very honored to be invited. So you're planning to talk to us about instrumentation today. Can you tell us a little bit about your current role and how it relates to your topic? Well, Michelle, um, I've been working in the in the controls industry for the last 30 years. And currently at Baker Hughes, I am responsible for defining the mechanical solutions for Nexus controls, um, retrofits for hydro plants, thermal plants, and compressor plants. Um, the, the, this, uh, this engineering scope includes valves, actuators, instruments, and in some cases, the entire hydraulic control system redesign. I am located in Campinas, uh, Brazil, and I cover uh, the engineering projects in the entire Latin America for the mechanical scope and for the instrumentation scopes. Wow, okay, that's that's a sizable area to cover, uh, so thank you. Uh, so what are some of the common problems that you see customers coming across related to instrumentation? Um, that's a good question, Michelle. <laughs> uh, there are so many, but I would um, I would say from my experience and perception that the majority of instruments found in the industry presents four types of problems. The number one is stability. You know, instruments lose performance, performance and require periodic recalibration. And uh, this, the number two is um, is not related exactly with the instrument, but more with the the installation uh, of this instrument with the media, with the the process. And uh, you know the 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 connection degrades, and uh, in some cases may even plug completely. Uh, isolating the instrument and making it completely uh, out of operation. The number three is noise. Noise is everywhere. Uh, we need to, to think about ways of um, reducing the noise that is added to this, the, the instrument signals. Um, late of not least, number four is managing the variations in the instrumentation types, brands, spans, and um, methods of operation. 
So, um, you know, the plant manager, the plant maintenance manager has a big role in the in the plant, keeping costs and dealing with all these variations. So these are the, the, the main problems that I that I see with uh, the customers face with their instruments installed base. I see. Yeah, that sounds like quite uh, an array of issues for somebody to have to understand how to troubleshoot and correct. Um, I guess I'm curious, why do these different problems matter? In what way does it affect the customer and their process? That's a good question, Michelle. Well, you know, instruments are a vital part of important control loops. Uh, any loss of performance impacts the process outputs. And, uh, you know, in expected uh, issues with instrumentations may conduct to catastrophic events or huge capital losses. Um, dual redundant or triple redundant instruments may be required for critical or safety control loops. For example, overspeed protection, lube oil, low trip, pressure, um, etc. But there are others. Uh, you know, making instruments dual or triple redundant increases the costs, both of the instrument installed base and with their periodic recalibration process. Um, there is another more uh, not so not so a percepted problem that is, you know, frequent uh, nuisance trips, uh, trips that are not real trips, but caused by instrument fail failures, uh, desensitizes the operators to actual problems. And these, uh, this is a, a risk, this is a, a, a hazardous situation because uh, this desensitization uh, changes their responses for real emergency situations. Okay, so I can understand why we would like to avoid these problems if possible. Do you have any advice on how to ideally prevent them in the first place, or if not, how to address them once they come up? Uh, yes, there are some general recommendations. Uh, so some best practices. Number one is ensure the instrument is correctly specified and installed per OEM recommendations. Uh, proper, proper physical mounting, wiring, and voltage level separations, and the use of protective conduits altogether prevents signal noise and interferences and process connections, degradations, and plugging. Um, there are new technologies, not so new, but in most of the underdeveloped and in developing in development countries, uh, technologies, uh, for example, heart. Um, I would recommend using heart instruments. Um, this does not eliminate the need of recalibration, but may help to monitor the instrument conditions, preventing unknown expected failure. Also, keeping grounding checks and maintenance as a maintenance maintenance priority 
using remote diaphragm instruments wherever there is the risk of area reduction or plugging. Keep a recalibration program as part of the maintenance routine. Use remote monitoring and historian to consolidate in the overall instrument information in a, in a historical database for a quick analysis, ideally for all loops, essentially for critical ones. Um, one methodology at overall control system design level is to use a triple redundant instruments for critical loops. We do this uh, at Baker Hughes for overspeed protection, for example, or for, uh, as I, I mentioned before, for um, low, uh, low control, uh, uh, control oil, low pressure trips. This must be in our uh, engineering practice to be triple redundant. Okay, so to summarize, I think you talked about the suggestion to use heart devices because you can get more information about the status of their health to do regular ground fault checks to have a calibration program in place to make sure that you are recalibrating devices on some basis to make sure that they are operating at their ideal uh, window and also to use triple modular redundancy and that way if ca in case a device goes out you have you know two other backups so you should not have an issue where you're you're fully down with that device. Is that correct summary? Yes, Michelle, you, you summarized that very well. Uh, as I mentioned, using hard instruments does not eliminate the need of recalibration. But as you said, um, yes, they you have a bunch of more information from each of the instruments uh, across the network. And that may help to diagnose uh, uh, future failures, etc. So that's my recommendation. What about foundation field bus devices? They can do something similar, correct? Do you have any experience with those? Yes, they they do the same. They these are different um, protocols, but they basically do the same. Okay. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to add about instruments, instrumentation, health, or any other, you know, advice that you'd like to share? Well, uh, you know, most of the steam turbines have old control systems that are part of their lubrication systems. And contamination is the main issue on these types of equipment. And uh, when you move to a, a digital control system, um, you need to think about the entire environment uh, on the, the rotary equipment. For example, a steam turbine uh, has this um, lubrication system and you need to segregate it from the, the new control systems. So uh, at Baker Hughes, we provide high pressure uh, HPUs specifically designed for the control valves, segregating the, 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 the control fluid 
entirely from the lubricating system. And that provides higher, higher uh, reliability on the control loops and the control systems and longer life for the um, attached instruments. Mm. So, and you know, contamination by air in hydraulic high pressure lines can change the, dramatically the response time of safe devices like trip manifolds. So when we offer our triple redundant manifolds, uh, we also usually offer um, a separated HPU, a high pressure HPU to, to completely segregating these, uh, these systems, I mean lubrication and control, uh, control circuits. I see, that makes sense. Um, I guess I also, I am curious, what's the relationship between the control loops and the instrumentation? Can you help me understand that a little more? Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. Um, the, control, the control loops uh, is basically um, signals that our, our nexus control sends to a valve or to a actuator or to a, a device at, at field. And the instrument related to that uh, actuator, valve or other device is responsible to measuring uh, whether the, the device achieved the required uh, position or pressure or flow or temperature, informing back the nexus controls that it is okay, that it is uh, it is really controlling the loop. Uh, so the instruments are a fundamental part of control loops and protection loops. I see. So when you're doing device calibration or recalibration, is that need to be done in conjunction with control loop tuning or can those two tasks be completely separate? Usually they are uh, separated tasks. Okay. Yeah. Great. When you tune the control loop, you assume that the instrument is previously calibrated. So if you're if you're going to do both, you should make sure that you first calibrate or recalibrate your devices and then you tune your loops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, exactly. You have to calibrate the instruments, you have to calibrate the devices, and then you have to tune the loop. Okay, great. Well, thank you for helping me understand that better. One other question I have, we try to keep this as vendor agnostic as possible, but this is a Nexus Controls podcast. So I'd like to ask if you could share any information about how Nexus Controls in particular can help with these issues. Okay, Michelle, yeah. Well, um, we offer the full, uh, the full solution with Nexus Controls, not only the, the control panel, but also valves, instruments, and um, all the, the um, all the control loops um, may receive our uh, brand instruments. 
And also, um, you know, the, the Nexus uh, platform provides complete DCS solutions to control and monitor the plant equipment and the related instrumentation. For example, our complete TMR, uh, that stands for triple model redundancy solutions, like speed sensors, Nexus, dedicated boards, strip manifold assemblies, can ensure safety operation, protecting rotary equipment against overspeed more. It provides full self-monitoring end-to-end on these critical control protection loops. Um, that means the Nexus controls is continuously monitoring and exercising, that's important to say, exercising the manifold valves, ensuring that they will act when they are asked for acting. You know, hydraulic equipment are, are very sensitive to um, contamination and when you stay moving the internal parts of the valves and other actuators and other parts, they they are uh, they are more. <clears throat> you you can avoid future failures because you remove the little contamination that are being uh, situated in these uh, little passages. Also, Nexus intuitive HMIs and historian database can anticipate issues. You know, if you have an historical database, you can analyze uh, the past events and you can anticipate issues bringing savings to, to our customers. That's our, our complete solution. Okay. Yes, great. So that sounds like you know, several different ways that we're able to help customers um, ideally prevent issues before they occur or deal with them when they occur. Um, I know we also have our technical support team and our remote diagnostics team. We've had some interviews with members from those groups as well. And so when customers do run into issues, they, they, they can call on those resources as well with Nexus controls. I don't have any more questions for you, but I'm sure that we can come up with some other topics for future episodes with you if you'd be willing. Absolutely, Michelle, I'm here for, for, for helping. Awesome. All right, well, thank you so much for your time today and have a great day. Thank you, Michelle. Bye now. Thanks everyone for joining me for today's episode of Interactive Control, where we went over common issues and recommendations related to instrumentation. We at Nexus Controls hope you found this discussion helpful. If so, please subscribe to our podcast and tell all your control friends about us. You may also want to check out our website at nexuscontrols.com, where you can learn more about our field support and other lifecycle services provided by awesome experts like Degere. Lastly, don't forget the title of this podcast is Interactive Control for a Reason. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't yet, please send me a message over LinkedIn or email, and we'll do our best to cover it in a future episode. Thanks again, and bye for now.